Hello everybody and welcome to Call a Save Point But Not For Me where... I'm your purple knight, Tully Hodgkinson. And I'm your green knight, Declan Verbenkur. <laughs> uh, today we are covering one of my favorite games from my childhood, uh, Castle Crashers. I, I think that I, I liked it less, but um, I was always terrible at it. <laughs> uh, I guess to start, Declan, I, I'm more curious to know, uh, Declan, from you, like, what is your what is your history with with Castle Crashers? Um, all I've really got for Castle Crashers is um, this one time you and uh, another friend of ours uh, introduced me to it. We were trying to think of a game to play. Uh, we were getting sick of Call of Duty, I think, <laughs> um, and you were like, "Hey, let's play Castle Crashers." So we sat down and did three player. And uh, it was a ton of fun. We got like halfway through the game and then we uh, never finished it. Uh, so that's pretty much like all my starting stuff. And uh, I still don't think I finished it up until the time we played. But um, I did bring my Xbox and a small TV in a backpack to my school with me to play Castle <laughs> Crashers. So <laughs> if that amounts to any... <laughs> um, any testament to how fun that is <laughs> uh i mean like it's just it, it's very addicting and uh i kind of got in a little bit of trouble later in the day but, you know. <laughs> i was gonna say there there probably aren't many schools that will let you get away with bringing an xbox and a tv i don't know man i just had like if both of them fit in my super big backpack <laughs> so I just that must have been a along. small TV. It was. It's it's that one that I used to always. No one else is gonna get this. I used to always bring it around that, that <laughs> tiny one. No, not not the one that I kept in my trunk of my car. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you like, just had you just had TVs that you lugged around everywhere. I know my main TV that I would use for everything, and then my small one, and then uh, my brother ended up deciding, not nah, that's mine, and uh, I guess it was his then. So I just. Brought around my my forty inch TV in my trunk wherever I went. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. Sometimes you just got a game. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta you gotta put those gamer subs to use. <laughs> of course, every every day. Not sponsored by gamer subs either. G Fuel or <laughs> gamer subs. <laughs> no G Fuel, no gamer subs, no sponsors. No. Nope. Um, but I, I guess what's what's your uh, experiences with that? So, my experience with Castle Crashers, I think, if I remember correctly, my dad bought Castle Crashers when it came out, and I don't believe I ever played with him, but I definitely did play it just on and off from time to time, uh, but I didn't beat Castle Crashers, like, legit until quite a few years later, um, but I mean, I played that game on and off, like, all the time as a kid. And I would just play, like, a few levels here and there, and I would never get very far. Uh, but I would just I would just play it on and off for years until finally one day I sat down and just played a shit ton of it, and I beat it uh, with a couple characters. That was just by yourself? Yeah, and then obviously there was the time you mentioned where 
you, me, and a buddy of ours, Jacob, all sat down and and played it. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of sad that you uh, beat a co-op game by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I have a history of that. <laughs> <laughs> Same year, so I, it's okay. <laughs> I have beaten a lot of co-op games by myself. I mean, you know, when you have such a like small group, a small circle, it's hard to always be able to have someone to play games with. So, yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's fun though to to just play a solo or uh, a co-op game solo. That's true. That's my justification for how sad it is. Yeah. I played <laughs> Borderlands by myself countless times. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that game so, is, like, yeah. built for co-op. I know. Very sad. But, yeah. Um, the thing that I always liked about Castle Crashers, I think, is, like, Castle Crashers is... It didn't invent a genre, right? I mean, there right. were, there have been countless beat 'em ups throughout time, whether it be like every classic arcade game ever, or um, even some like early like SNES games, like some of the classics from there beat 'em ups. One of the most infamous games of all time, like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time, is regarded oh to be God. one of the best beat 'em ups of all time. I love that so, game. <laughs> Castle Crashers certainly didn't invent the beat 'em up genre, but I think what makes it stand out from everything else is it's so uh quirky and unique. It's it's hard to think of a game that does the kind of style of uh humor and art uh in a similar way to Castle Crashers other than games the Behemoth has also developed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Whatever you say, infamous, because you just did for uh, TMNT. Um, I every single time think you're going to talk about Chrono Trigger <laughs> for some reason. Why? <laughs> because you you're always like, oh my god, the most rare. It's infamous for not being able to be taken. Oh man, Chrono Trigger, and I have a copy. Dude, I have a copy of Chrono Trigger. Okay, that is not what I say. You see, at least five times a day. I say it's notoriously hard to find because it's such a, a sought after SNES game. Yeah, and, I've and, never and, been. I've never bragged about having it. Yes, you have. <laughs> I got. No, I, I, I got just... a copy of Chrono Trigger, and it's notoriously notoriously hard to find. Man, I have the copy, dude. I hear that every time. Oh well, gee, sorry for being excited about my hobby, Declan. No, I'm fucking with you. It's okay. You want to you want to do this on the podcast right now? You want to square up? You want to beef on the podcast right now? Sure, we're beefing. What's what's my shortcoming? Go for it. You know? You know? I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I... Not, I, I'm not good enough at improvisation to come up with random beef. <laughs> obviously i'm just messing around i'm I, well i mean it's true to an extent but um i'm heavily exaggerating it i was gonna say i'm not that dramatic <laughs> right that's more of a me thing um but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i mean <laughs> just thought i'd bring it up that i thought you were gonna say something about Trigger. We've talked about we've talked more about other video games than we've talked about Castle Crashers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm the false shepherd. Bioshock Infinite, I'm leading the lamb astray. Stop it. I'm sorry. Talk talk about the game I made you play, damn it. Okay. Cast Crushers was fun. All right, folks, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, okay, see you later. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, no, but uh, all honesty here, um, I, I, I didn't think I was going to have as much fun as I did. And I'm not going to say... I, I, I can't say I'm going to give it all to the game itself, but more um, me and you haven't really sat down on a couch next to each other and played a game in a long time. And I've had the hardest laughs I've had in a long time sitting there playing next to you. So um, there's your compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for spending the first half of the show shitting on me and then giving me my one guaranteed compliment. <laughs> you're, you're one, you're one uh, given. yeah thanks for filling your quota for the day (laughs) there's my good deed (laughs) no but seriously i cried laughing on the couch (laughs) dude i like part of the reason why i wanted to play castle crashers for the show is because i actually did just want to play castle crashers but also just because experiencing couch co-op is a completely unique gaming experience that you can't get through like online play. That's like the most mm-hmm. boomer shit I'll ever say on this show, but like playing online across like Xbox Live or uh PlayStation Network or just the internet that Steam uses um is it it's just a vastly different experience when you're sitting down with your friends on a couch and all playing a game together and you can see each other and uh like play off of each other's vibe it's mm-hmm. such a it's such a like it's it's so much more uh what's the word i'm looking for it's a much um excuse your favorite word visceral no it's not visceral <laughs> dang it uh I'll, I'll say it like this. It's a much like it's a much more open experience to be able to play off of each other and play off of each other's jokes when you can see everyone else's body language and uh, like facial features and you know you know what I mean, right? Like just being mm-hmm. in the same room with other people is a much different experience than playing games online. Right. Um, and well, because like online you can be like ha 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 like i'm gonna f your mom i don't know why i bleep myself <laughs> you can be like i'm gonna f your mom and then uh do it on the other end's like my mom just died uh. yeah. and then you're like oh my god i didn't realize because <laughs> there's like you don't have any like clues they're just like they're they're sweating on a game and you're like you know <laughs> you throw that out <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah it's like, like sorry like, go no on. yeah like knowing what, like exactly what you're saying um knowing um what kind of mood someone is in like what they're uh giving off like the vibes and all that is uh essential for uh having a good time and sometimes it uh translates poorly over a computer screen so um exactly yeah, boomer shit but you know <laughs> We roll with it. Think about it. You got to think about it like this. Um, think about how many times you've been playing games with your buddies and 
it's late at night and instead of all saying like goodbye to each other everyone just kind of leaves the call in silence and then Mm -hmm. someone is just like left alone in the call but with when you're in person it's much more it you're much more willing to to sit there and keep playing because you're able to keep playing off of each other and it um and you're playing off of the game too like not only the gameplay but playing off whatever humor is in there or whatever you find funny about the game you're able to play off of that with each other in person Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean there's just something about sitting on a couch or wherever next to each other and being able to play off of each other in real time that is a much more uh, like emotional and visual experience than it would be over like Xbox Live or something like that. Right. Um, that that reminds me of like when you were saying people leave and call and stuff. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of a time when um, I was like in, in group chat for um, our friends. I put in like, yo, anyone want to hop on the VC? And uh, we sat there in silence for an hour and then... Uh, you left call <laughs> without saying anything. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was like, okay, so we just didn't talk. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it's just hard to like come up with interesting stuff, especially when you're playing different games. It's right. just, it's much more difficult to keep that conversation going than it is like over co-op. Right. And I think Castle Crashers is like a, an especially good game for uh for couch co-op just because it it leans into its humor so much right it doesn't take itself seriously exactly like it doesn't take itself so seriously that it's willing to in one section of a game put you on a deer that is propelled by its own shitting yep and that is preceded by a bunch of woodland creatures shitting everywhere yes (laughs) Like including a bear who shits like three times and then all over himself and then he dies. Like they're all so terrified <laughs> of this big monster that they shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not it's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Like of course it's crude humor, so they're gonna lean into it. And playing off of that kind of humor, especially in person in couch co-op, is it's conducive for one of the best couch co-op experiences if you're looking for laughs definitely you can be completely demolishing one second and then rolling on the floor like raffling uh (laughs) rolling on the floor rolling on the floor laughing yes that's what you just said well i mean i was saying it out and then i was like raffle haha (laughs) brain no work good brain said funny but yeah uh it's it's just like uh, f- the first aspect, hanging out with uh someone close to you on the couch playing a game. Second aspect, funny. Third aspect, an actual in-depth beat 'em up RPG. It, it all comes into like, um, like an orchestra of. I might be getting a little too deep into this uh, Newgrounds Tom Fault game, and uh, Dan <laughs> Aykroyd. That's Paladin. not right. Dan Aykroyd? No, that's the Crystal Skull Vodka guy. Yeah, I I just said whoever his last name I thought of first. Dan Aykroyd is my favorite game developer. (laughs) 
<laughs> Crystal Skull uh, Games in partnership with 2K. Are we oh. showing our age? I know he's in Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what he's known for. Not just his <laughs> stupid vodka. I'm not some <laughs> dumb kid. Oh, my God. John Tron talk about Crystal Skull. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Hold on. Now I, now I have to actually make sure Dan Aykroyd is in Ghostbusters. He is in Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, cool. And then afterward, just he went making, insane. Just making sure I didn't get the wrong guy. <laughs> you went literally insane afterwards. Um, but yeah uh, Dan Paladin Um, but still it's like it comes together and makes like the perfect couch co-op experience and I am very glad I got to share that experience with you specifically I'm glad we got to experience that uh, that together as well Declan except for I hated it (laughs) what (laughs) no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it it can get kind of annoying the game uh which i'll get into uh it's just like you only get one experience per hit and uh nothing really changes it's kind of like the same stuff over and over towards the end of the game i was kind of like eh. but uh up until then it kept my attention just Mm -hmm. some small gripes just like kind of bland I, no. I I can agree to some to some degree to the of that, like, I I do agree. After a certain point, it does start to feel like the enemies are a bit samey, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean the enemies can really only have so many different abilities when a lot of them are formatted after this, uh, like guy with a sword style, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of the standard enemies tend to be, um. But I think what the game does to circumvent that a bit is through the different magics the enemies use. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, some of them are going to do the same things. I mean, there are multiple spells that have poison effects or fire damage. But what they do well that I think kind of helps to take that aspect away from it, the fact that sometimes it can be samey, is the fact that all of the art styles of the different levels and different areas and the the enemies and just the environments in general are all so unique and pretty to look at despite the fact that it's like a 2007 flash game right Mm -hmm. it's like all of the areas and just the environment in general are all so interesting and visually pleasing to look at that i think it almost takes away from the fact that sometimes the gameplay is a bit samey because as far as your eyes are aware everything is completely different yeah um i can definitely see that every single set piece every single enemy every single even stuff on like the world map it, it doesn't it doesn't look the same ever you're always looking at something new exactly it's almost like the game the game recognizes where some of its faults are i feel like there are definitely levels that are some of the aspects of them are a little less interesting uh but the game also uses some of its more fun and quirky aspects to outweigh those like the 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 desert area where at the end of the level the um 
the end of the area is a volleyball match between the enemies. Just gonna bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Like in what in what beat 'em up game is like it's fun to think what the developers were thinking when they were like, you know, we should put a volleyball game in this desert area just because they can. Because that's what this game is. Is it's just a game that throws spaghetti at a wall to see what sticks but it's all so much fun that it almost doesn't matter right yeah like they, they threw the spaghetti at the wall even the plate stuck to the side of the wall exactly my guy <laughs> um yeah i mean just like there are so many like tiny little quirks that have been putting into this game uh it's love shows from the creators definitely um just like the the <laughs> the corn boss where you hit it and it drops popcorn and then you can eat it yeah like, exactly just all these tiny little details except for that boss is super annoying um that's true and and like just every, every single boss is, is never going to be the same none of them even felt similar in any way possible i think that was amazing too it's true. All of the boss enemies have completely unique attacks from each other. None of it feels like anything is reiterated when it comes to the bosses. It truly does feel like every single boss is a unique experience. Yeah. I think my favorite of the bosses being um, the paint dude. Oh, yeah. The paint dude. The paint dude is a perfect example of what makes this game unique. Yeah, because it's just so chaotic. It's just... Um, and that's exactly what Castle Crashers is. Yeah. Um, dude paints paintings, and then they, they come to life, and they walk around. Um, but they, they don't directly target you. You're kind of just trying to like make your way around and uh, get to the actual boss without touching mm-hmm. them. It's, it's, it's a nice concept. The nice thing about that boss, too, is it feels like... It definitely feels more of a concept boss than it does a, quote, real boss. But I Mm -hmm. think what sets that apart from the rest of them is, despite the fact that it's a a concept boss and more, like, gamey, I guess would be a good word for it, it... It is, um, it is balanced by the fact that that boss isn't particularly difficult, right? Because if, if that boss was, like, super hard and you just couldn't handle all the stuff it throws at you, that's a gimmicky boss, and gimmicky bosses aren't good. But a conceptual boss that does its concept particularly well, but also gives you the opportunity to take in the value that that concept provides, is that's where I feel like good boss design is when it comes to that kind of uh, fighting style. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, Declan, what was your favorite area of the game? My favorite area, hands down, has to be the pirate ship, just because oh, yeah. it's it's like pirates coming in, and all of a sudden they got Japanese houses on their ships, and it's ninjas, and they come through, and you're fighting them, and you got this like pirate theme melded with this traditional Japanese like combat music, and all these these ninjas as you're hitting them. They turn into log decoys, and then they come back, and then you actually take them out. It is so cool. I love that level so much. That area is a ton of fun. It's super short, too, which was disappointing. I wish it had gone on just a tad longer, because it yeah. is like a really fun visual, and uh, the music is really fun, because it, 
like you said, it's like a mixture of like pirate, but also ninja music. Mm-hmm. It's that area is really fucking good. It's really cool, and then it's immediately followed up by the desert sequence where you get to meet up with one of their previous games, Alien Hominid, and I think that's an oh, amazing yeah. callback. Oh yeah, that that area is my favorite, the alien ship. Yeah, yeah, I I love Alien Hominid. I played that game when it came out for XBLA or Xbox Live Arcade for you, uh, for you newbies. Um, I, I didn't even know what that was. I was about to say, what the heck is XBLA <laughs> on the DL? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I know. I'm glad you confirmed what it was right away. <laughs> XBLA equals Xbox Live Arcade. Okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I played the shit out of that game. I believe... I believe Alien Hominid is Behemoth's first, like, big title, isn't it? I think so. And then yeah. they make consecutive bangers. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the thing about uh, Behemoth as a developer is they haven't put out a ton of games. I think they've only done four that I'm aware of. But those four games have so much detail and love put into them mm-hmm. that... I mean, everyone is a completely unique experience, both in gameplay and in, uh, like, visuals and, uh, I mean, just any aspect, really. They're all so different from each other that mm-hmm. it's 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 truly amazing that a developer like that can can put out that kind of quality. My favorite one being uh, BattleBlock Theater, hands down. BattleBlock Theater is super good. I love BattleBlock Theater. Um, but that's that's a topic for another day. <laughs> right now we're talking about Castle Crashers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not Chrono Trigger, not Bioshock Infinite, not anything else. Right on the track. Not even Harry Potter Quidditch Cup. Oh my god. Can Shout out to about episode that for two. One second. Can we talk about that for one second? That game sucks. That game is the worst. <laughs> it's literally my least favorite piece of media of all time. Shout out to the the day one listeners. I want to throw that disc out. I'm pretty sure I still have my closet. I want to throw it out, but I'm scared it's just going to show up my shelf again. And just give it to <laughs> me. I'll add it to my collection. Oh, wait, no, I have a copy already. I know, because you bought it at the store like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> to spite you. Yeah. It, it, it might not even be me. It, it might not even be like voodoo magic bringing it back. I know you're going to like look in the trash can and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Put it right back in there. <laughs> Just going to fuck with you. I'm going to start hiding it around the apartment. I'd start sweating. I think I'd cry. <laughs> like every, every, every single day I'd be like living in fear. Where's it going to be next? <laughs> Worse than fucking like Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I think I have like schizophrenia or something. That would be fucking scary if a game started haunting you. That's some, like, Ben Drown shit. Oh, man, that is a topic for another episode. I want to get into that. I love creepypasta stuff. Well, I used oh, to. man. Should we give should we give the, the listeners a, a peek at our idea process? Because I just had an idea. If we did, like, a fucking a video game creepypasta episode... That'd be so awesome. That'd be a great episode. Our, our idea process is... We say something dumb, like hot dog hamburger, and then immediately, like, oh my god, we can have a special. Yeah, it goes into my notes app, (laughs) and then then we sit on it for months. 
we, we've got a couple in the back burner. I have a ton of amazing like April Fool's ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, but still, either way, Castle Crashers. <laughs> yeah. Um, what haven't we talked about? Well, I guess we can talk about like the different, uh, the the stat system, and like mm-hmm. the ups and downs of that. Personally, I went with uh, more of a strength defense combo, but I didn't start dumping into strength till later game because of the whole XP thing. You don't want to be. Uh, destroying people early game you want to get those levels in yeah so so the way xp works for those who don't know is it's based off of it's not based off of kills it's based off of hits so every time you hit an enemy that's one xp um and that's that's the same throughout the entire game except for one exception uh one of the animal pets you can get uh, increases that 1 XP to 1.1 XP gain. Don't even get me started on that giraffe. Haunted me the whole, my whole life until I got it this time. <laughs> I swear to yeah. God. I was pissed. That is the only instance that changes. Otherwise, it's 1 XP continuously through the entire game. Let me paint you a picture. I'm 13 years old. I'm following <laughs> my, my, my gamer friends down a path I've never been before. I'm talking Harry Potter Quidditch Cup. I'm talking Nintendo, my my game knowledge. We started with weed, we escalated to Coke, and it went off rails from there. Not at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm I, I'm talking like all that that baby stuff, and then I, you know, Call of Duty. Next up, Castle Crashers. Hey, Declan, want to play Castle Crashers? Sure. Okay, cool. Let's stop the blacksmith. We can load up on weapons. Little did I know. Hadn't unlocked anything. I don't get anything. Fucking Tully decides, oh, yeah, I'm picking up the giraffe and boost XP gain. Next thing I know, (laughs) I'm six levels behind. I'm, like, the third level. I'm so fucking pissed. I'm like, dude, I'm level five. You're level fucking 13. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) I think that's why I didn't really like it starting off, too, is because of that one pet. Oh, yeah. Such a disadvantage. If you don't have if you don't have the giraffe and you're uh and you're not as good at chaining hitting multiple enemies at the same time, the giraffe completely fucks you. Dude, I'm telling you, I started out level one, not knowing anything, like always heavy attacking one person at a time. Tully's over here brr, brr, air hitting everyone across the fucking field. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's happening? I'm looking his XP bar is just like flying across one, two, three. I'm like, whoa, oh my god, what is going on? I'm freaking yeah. out. I'm like actually crying. I'm like, stop, please <laughs> no. Please stop. And you're like, ha ha ha. Watch me fucking get all these levels over you idiot. I'm like, ah, ha, ha. That's how it felt Thanks. at least. <laughs> that was very dramatic <laughs> we could write that into like a screenplay that's how it felt there we go that's another that's another good bonus episode like a a dramatic uh retelling of the story of you getting fucked over with the giraffe <laughs> i have so many stories i could tell in like a dramatic setting that would make them a lot more interesting <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway um the the ex- like the experience system in this game is is it's like a double-edged sword because it in certain aspects it sucks shit 
but at the same time if you know how to game it in just the right ways it's completely broken definitely sorry i was taking a drink um <laughs> ugh. yeah that uh the xp if you're a new player never gonna work out for you um if, if you have anyone who knows what they're doing right next to you on the couch per se um and that person has blonde hair um it's never gonna work out for you like ever <laughs> if you're hit if you're hitler's perfect aryan <laughs> you are going to be really good at that's why that's why hitler wanted to create the perfect race so he could get the perfect race that plays castle crashers <laughs> he was like oh yes castle crashers yeah why does he sound like that i don't know <laughs> he's like he's like french canadian yeah and he's sitting there doing like a, he's doing belly dancing lessons <laughs> why is he belly dancing i don't know that's how i envision hitler he's we like are 34 minutes into this recording and we've spent like 18 of it talking about anything other than castle crashers well hey our our episode can be chaotic like the game that's true <laughs> but yeah like when i envision hitler i see him in his like office and he's like belly dancing like a mom <laughs> that's what moms are known for he's like walking through the grocery store he's going through the aisle uh like the the, the juice aisle get it uh, but stop he's, it stop <laughs> he, he's got like he's got like hand clappers and he's like moving and moving forward one step at a time stop it <laughs> i'm stunned now you're a fucking idiot can we use any of that he's moving through the juice aisle <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about castle crashers <laughs> and this is the kind of shit we're talking about <laughs> oh my god uh, the end game was kind of weak <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Jews okay okay chill Oh, oh my god uh but yeah <laughs> I, I i didn't necessarily enjoy the the end of the game very much uh would you care to elaborate as to why declan yeah um pretty much you fart into space and then you land on the the island that they brought up like the main village. oh you're talking about like the last level yeah like literally the last level i didn't like okay. um well, like I said, you're you're farting into space, which is pretty lame. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it's 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 all part of the the uh, new Newgrounds charm. Um, See, you say it sounds lame, but farting into space sounds hilarious. <laughs> I I don't know. I th- that's like that's <laughs> as funny. That's as funny as sending U.S. soldiers into. Iraq by making them sprint across the across ocean. the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so you, you get up to there, and you're like getting ready for the the big final battle, and then it's just a boss rush, and then the mm-hmm. the last uh, dude is like fifteen phases, and none of them are really that great except for the last one. Um, and then that's it. That's the end of the game. I and suppose. then, and then every single princess you got, dude, every <laughs> single one. I, That's true. I did win the kisses of all the princesses. I, I, I grabbed, I grabbed the last one, 
and uh, we're we're go we're flying on this this uh, crystal that is like all powerful or whatever. And uh, we're going back, and then they're like, okay, fight. And I'm like, I thought I had this one. I'm, I'm, like, sitting there all smug and like, finally, I got one. Let's go. And then <laughs> I immediately get my shit pushed in, and you're tongue-punching the next lady. I'm like, what the heck? No, she turns into a clown, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. But you went for it, though. That's true. I did. <laughs> and then, yeah, we have a clown party. I was still pretty yeah. I was dead for the whole thing. <laughs> uh while we're talking about the princesses, I actually really like that mechanic of making the main characters duel for the love of the princesses after you save them. Yeah, that is. I always thought. Th that I always fun. thought that was really fun. Yeah, um, teaming up the whole level, you know, doing everything as a team, and then all of a sudden, at the end, uh, it's you versus them, and uh, you lose every time if your name's Declan. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it interjects a a sort of competitiveness that you didn't realize you needed in a game like Castle Crashers, but is very much appreciated. Yeah, I, I think it's a very fun mechanic, and I'm glad that they uh, added that in. I think that was a very yeah. smart play. Uh, but back to the back to the the final level. I actually I thought the boss rush x aspect of it was really fun because. Um, okay, I will say I I do agree with you that the final boss, uh, it didn't suck, but I felt <laughs> like I felt like maybe some of the phases could have been a bit more unique. Mm -hmm. I think I think the final boss fight is kind of where it falls into that like gimmicky boss fight where it's maybe less fun. But I you think had like five phases altogether. Yeah, it was a lot, and some of them were just kind of... They weren't really anything particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the three boss fights leading up to it were all so unique that I very much so appreciated the boss rush, because all the bosses up until that point were really fun. The two that stood out to me were the the painter and the uh, the the the, uh, the groom's dad. And... Uh, I want to talk more on the groom's dad because I think that is amazing, the attention to detail. So you, you kill both the groom and his dad, um, and then the main villain brings the dad back to life, and he uses his his son's coffin as a weapon, and then also necromances the kid, and the kid is really good at playing the organs. So whenever um, he's walking around chasing you, it's like got like organ music playing behind him. I think that is an amazing attention to detail. I think that is awesome. 100%. I yeah. love that. That boss fight is that boss fight is a ton of fun, but that aspect of it where um I think that aspect is kind of the first and maybe only piece of true continuity throughout the entire game. I feel like mm -hmm. that's the only story arc that basically is from like the middle of the game to the finish of it. Otherwise, right. everything is a bit um segmented. Like, mm -hmm. levels are kind of contained within themselves. But those, obviously, other than the main villains and your heroes, that boss fight is kind of the only one that carries through the entire game. But they do it in such a fun way. Yeah. I mean, that has to be my second favorite boss compared to the uh, um, the, paint, the painter. Paint man. But, um, yeah, I mean... Like we said earlier, all the bosses are pretty well put together, but uh, the special thing about this one is that um, it just 
it's the same people through the whole game, like, mm-hmm. like you were saying. And I think that makes that one in particular very special um, and uh, actually brings an arc, like you said, together. And I, I, I just think that is great, like, as a whole. Yeah. The, the boss fight that I found particularly interesting was the necromancer fight where Ugh. it's like you you didn't like that one I hated that one oh, I love that fight because it's so cool because you walk into a room full of corpses of the enemies that you fought throughout the entire game and then the necromancer shows up and he starts reviving the bodies and he and the first phase of that fight is fighting a horde of enemies that you've been fighting the whole game and it's all of them it's the 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 thieves from the start of the game the barbarians the the mm-hmm. aliens that you fight the the ice guys i want in the game they're called eskimos but eskimo uh-huh. is not exactly a, <laughs> a, a kosher term anymore so i will say ice guys um, but it, Ice guys finished last. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in this in this case, they did. In this case, Ice guys did finish last. Um, but using all of the enemies that you fought throughout the game as like a conglomerate, as a a boss wave, is mm. I I thought that was really cool. And then the fight with the necromancer himself, I thought was really cool because it, it it felt like you were playing against a player, like a really skilled player. I mean, that is true, but every single time you attack him, he just deflects you backwards. I, exactly. That's what I thought was interesting, because none of the other bosses in this game really block you from doing damage. They just kind of take it all. And then I felt like the Necromancer didn't have a huge health bar, but part of what helped the fight last longer is the fact that he would block, because most other bosses in the game didn't do that. I guess, yeah. I'm just not sold. I, <laughs> you don't need to be sold. I'm I'm here to give my opinion just as much as you are to give yours. That's true. So I feel like we should talk about the pets now, don't you think? No. <laughs> Why not? I, I okay, pets were nice, but the giraffe ruined it. Oh come on. Time. You used the giraffe for the latter half of the game. Yeah, I know. That's that was in revenge and in spite for my younger <laughs> self. I'm pretty sure I put in my my uh, ninth grade um, letter. Get back at Tully for using the draft. You finally had closure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll touch on them. I I think the the animal orbs are a fun little touch to the game. They're kind of used as like. Um, the game doesn't exactly give you armor per se, but I think in certain aspects, the animal orbs are used as the bonuses armor generally would give, give you in games like this. And I think all of the designs of them are very fun and quirky, and they all are interesting to look at. And it's it's fun to just have a little animal follow you around the whole game, you know? Yeah. Um, actually... I, I do like a few of them, and I think it's a nice uh, change-up in the combat, too, if you have the right ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I use the bat most of the time, which will stun-lock them and do damage, and uh, th- th- that's your in for uh, ma- major attacks if you just can't, like, actually get in there. Um, yep. And 
it, it breaks away like hoarding from some of the enemies because later game they start to pile up <laughs> oh yeah for sure or the one that i always remember and for some reason the only one i actually remember the name of is the bipolar bear oh man yeah the bipolar bear is a perfect example of how chaos yeah how chaotic the pets can be because the whole thing with the bipolar bear is he attacks enemies but he also has a chance to attack you and your allies so you mm-hmm. have to be able to balance like okay just does a ton like, of damage too yeah exactly he does a ton of damage against enemies but there's also that trade-off of he does a shit ton of damage to you so do you mm-hmm. want to take that sacrifice or do you want to go with something safer and i always really appreciated that aspect of uh the pets Right, how there's always, like, a risk versus reward on most of them. Yeah, exactly. But then some of them are kind of just trash, like the seahorse. You just walk through water faster. Yeah, the seahorse, <laughs> they're, some of, not all of them are great. The seahorse right. is a really good example of one that is very, very situational. There's, like, one level in the entire game where it's useful. Mm-hmm. Isn't, like, uh, some but, sewer? Yeah, it's, it's even, it's... They give you the seahorse really early in the game, despite the mm-hmm. fact that the level you would want to use it in is basically at the end of it. Right. <laughs> what did you think but about yeah. the reviving mechanic? I thought, I think it's very intuitive. I really like the idea of, um, like, using CPR and depending on how well you do by sticking to the beat, it gives you more health. I I think that aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. Like you could, Mm -hmm. if you need to, and you're in a pinch, you can just spam the revive button and you can just get your buddy up, but he'll have less health. Uh, Mm -hmm. he'll, they will revive with less health, but if you have the time, you can take it to, um, do it to the tap of a heartbeat that the game gives you and that your ally will revive with more health. Sometimes you have it up to like two thirds. It's really nice. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a really fun aspect of a, of this game. I also really like the fact that you're giving CPR to uh, battle flesh wounds. I think it's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> to a bunch of like a bunch of sword cuts and burns. Yeah, <laughs> you're just doing CPR. Yeah, it's like it's like in fucking uh, Far Cry when you're trying to patch up a bullet wound and all you do is wrap a bandage around your wrist. That and then like unjam your finger and all of a sudden your bones are healed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, can, can, can we get a timer or a, a, a counter? I mean, for how many games we talked about? That's not Castle Crashers in this episode. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's got to be a like six or seven at this point. It's it might be more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. There's there's one more thing that I feel the need to talk about. I don't know if you have anything else. But uh, the music, we got to do our slapper cap. Oh, yeah, we got to do our slapper cap. Um, personally, I think it's a slap, but it's also because they're using, like, 2010s um, Newgrounds music, poppy, just janky music, and it's very nostalgic. But I, I got to give it a slap. Oh, yeah, for sure. Were you a Newgrounder? Did you use Newgrounds a lot? Um, I, I, I use Newgrounds from time to time. Um but not only or not only what do I mean? um, but only up until recently I haven't really putzed around too much but mm-hmm. I I, I kind of knew like where most of this music came from because I played it like a select few games off Newgrounds yeah for sure uh, I, I do want to say before 
I get actually I'll okay I'll put my music review in first and then I'll say what I'm gonna say I I adore the soundtrack for this game it's all really like fun and bouncy when it needs to be um Mm -hmm. but like the boss fight music is is really fun uh the some of the music is just it it's so memorable it sticks in your head like I I played the the map uh and like the main menu screen music in the beginning of this episode that's like the that's probably the track you'll hear the most but all of the music in this game is just so iconic that it it will stick with it'll stick in your head 100%. I absolutely give it a slap. Let's go. Definitely slaps on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh but what I was going to say is so for those who don't know um one of the developers of this game, Tom Fulp, founded a new ground, uh, a website called Newgrounds, which mm-hmm. is, uh, it's very much so known for being the hub for like early aughts flash games. Like, if you wanted to play flash games, this was the place you go. And and, and porn, <laughs> and yeah, and a shit ton of porn. A lot of porn, like a lot, a, a crazy lot, a lot of porn. Yeah, so much. It's wild. Oh yeah, a lot of porn. Like so much porn, uh, you could never even name <laughs> off as like the numbers in the probably billions. There's there's more porn on Newgrounds than there are stars in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, infinite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, what I was gonna say was the there was this like community in the early 2000s in Newgrounds that was so unique for its time and all of that permeates through Castle Crashers like if you were on Newgrounds in the early 2000s Castle Crashers was for you like Castle Crashers is so Newgrounds it hurts sometimes you know what I mean <laughs> yeah it it exudes like early internet yeah absolutely it's kind of like a, a beautiful testament to what that community was at that time, you know? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's about that's about all I have for Castle Crashers. Overall, I think it's... I mean, it's one of my favorite games from my childhood, and I, I love playing it every time I return to it. I mean, it it is an amazing romp. A very short romp, but it, it's a nice little walk down memory lane for me as well, even though I may not have had the same amount of playtime. Mm-hmm. I'd give this five fish sticks out of 13 Oreos. Okay. <laughs> I respect that answer. Sorry, I, I, I tried to stay super chaotic for this whole episode. <laughs> in, I in think honor. we did that very well. <laughs> I don't think anything is more chaotic uh than doing a show where each game is talking about an individual game and then talking about 12 other games during the course of a single episode <laughs> it doesn't get more chaotic than that oh man speaking of chaos delta rune um undertale's pr- predecessor <laughs> i was gonna say that's the next game <laughs> no i'm kidding I'm i suppose now that we're making uh that joke uh would you like to reveal the next game declan yeah, sure. Um, okay, so moving on from lighthearted to maybe a bit of a darker setting, uh, it, 
it may not be Halloween, but it's time for a horror game. One uh, of the favorite shit. genres. Fuck. So uh, <laughs> we are we are going to be playing uh, <laughs> Outlast. Oh man! Are you excited? <laughs> I'm so jazzed. Oh man! Uh, okay, a little bit I of love background. Horror games. Outlast. I watched Markiplier play this game eight million times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. You want to talk early internet? Fucking Markiplier. Markiplier, uh, PewDiePie, you name it. Filthy Frank. Outlast, huh? Okay. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I respect that. Uh, horror is certainly not my favorite video game genre, but I can get into it. Yeah, for I sure. Love I love horror. I'm sorry. There's going to be quite a few horror titles. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to save this one for Halloween. I'm surprised. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I, <laughs> I, I, I get very excited for uh, horror games, and I was um, thinking about doing one earlier and then uh, more later, just to like satiate my thirst. So yeah, I'm very excited. Cool. I have little to no experience with Outlast, so I'm excited to jump into it for sure. Are Are, are you going in pretty much blind? I. I think I maybe watched some of a playthrough. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Markiplier. I don't know. Uh, but for the most part, I am, yeah, I'm pretty much going in completely blind. Oh, that is awesome, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> I kind of want to watch you play. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even play. You'll just watch me play. <laughs> that That'll be, be what the episode is I've, about. I've, I've played Outlast like 15 times. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what we'll do i don't know we'll see we'll see all right but i believe that's the show everybody yeah thanks for listening yeah uh obviously we have some some stuff to plug uh we have an email for listener questions or just any anything you really want to send no well i mean i i guess if you want to send penis pics to our email you could uh, i'm down for that but um you, you you can't exactly read penis pictures on a podcast, but we'll, we'll just take I, a head count. Get it? Head. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, but ideally, send in listener questions and/or listener feedback. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and that email is callasavepoint at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have a a Twitter where we announce when new episodes come out or just any general news about the show that might be good for you to know. Uh, that is at call a save point. So go give that a follow. And uh, that's it. That's all I have to plug. Speaking of uh, listener questions, Thor, is it us? <laughs> Don't call him out like that. That's not <laughs> we haven't fair. Heard from you. We haven't heard from you. <laughs> Hey, who knows? Maybe maybe he's ripping some beers playing Castle Crashers. Castle maybe Crashers. He's, maybe he's having such a good time, or she, or they, I don't know. Maybe maybe Thor is different in this universe. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe Thor is just having so much fun playing Castle Crashers with his buddies that he didn't have time to send in a listener question. That's true. Halo or Guilty Gear, by the way, as well. You know, that whatever. too. Those two, yeah. Maybe he's just maybe he's just spending so much time playing all three that it's like absorbed his life. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I guess what we're saying, Thor, is that we'd love to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. We missed you. I got sad. <laughs> all right well that's the show everybody thanks for thanks for listening i feel like we thanks don't say that enough thanks for yeah. listening to our show thank you very much we're we're just a couple of 20 year olds living in wisconsin just making a podcast but we appreciate that you listen okay doxing us that's cool but either way okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry well for that we live in the astral plane, it's cool, whatever. Okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Anyway. Bye, everybody. Bye.